At the heart of trust, I happen to believe there are three pillars, authenticity, logic, and number three is empathy. To achieve trust, I believe first and foremost, you have to embrace the fact that everything matters. Even what doesn't matter, matters. Welcome to another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella. Here on the show, our mission is to help organizations make better business decisions. So if this is your first time tuning in, I just want to welcome you to the Kelly family and let you know that we exist for you. So if you're an organizational leader who's currently struggling with a leadership decision, maybe you're not sure where to go uh, in your next business venture. Maybe you're just wrestling on how to work with team members or bring people on board. We would love to hear from you. Or you want to know some from our faculty. Maybe they're uh, working on some research that's interesting to you. You'd like to just get pick their brain on some trends coming up. Or you just know of an individual who would make an awesome guest for our show. Send us an email to ROIPod. That's R-O-I-P-O-D at I-U-P-U-Y dot E-D-U. Well, I can't stop hammering this point home. And I think it's just so foundational to what we do as we build leaders, as we try to work on giving tangible, practical tips for all of our leaders out there who are looking to grow from where they are. They're not content. They're not looking to be complacent. They want more and they want to go further. And I think as leaders grow, one of the foundational principles uh, that holds up all of leadership, I believe, is trust. Trust cannot be a point that, it's a point that we cannot overlook or, or, or just kind of throw into a category. I think trust becomes a foundation. From there, you can build leadership that's based on influence because that's what's going to hold it together. And we're going to dive into that. We're going to take another look at trust. Today, I am so honored to be sitting down with Scott Abbott. He's the founder and managing partner of Stratikos Business Builders. He's also the host of the podcast, Moments to Momentum. Scott, welcome to the ROI podcast. Thanks for having me, Matt. For those who don't know, I, you know, you have a great video on your website, uh, Stratikos.com, you know, that kind of talked about, you know, just your organization, um, who you guys are. And I was watching this video and I was really impressed just by, uh, you know, the physical manifestation of the principles and the philosophy of which you build. For instance, I know that's a lot to pack in in the sentence. You live out and you exemplify or you have things that hold meaning within your office that I know I can, I can feel tied directly into your organizational values, your organizational culture, and just the sense of if I'm coming in, I know what I'm getting myself into. You know, you have letters all over, I mean, you have words all over the windows, you have um, spaces that are set aside specifically for purposes um, of, of building your culture and influencing, you know, those on your team. Um, and so I just want to dive into, you know, obviously we're talking about, about trust. We're talking about the concept of building trust because all of that, even within your office space, isn't going to be as impactful if at the very outset, someone on your team, someone that you're working with, whether it be a customer, can't trust you. I mean, all those words on the windows become meaningless if I don't, if I can't come and sit down with you and and have some sort of confidence in that. You know, I, you have my best interests. 
I'm going to have your best interest. You know, we may not see the world the same, but I, I, I just going to, I'm going to put my confidence in you that you're going to get done what you say you're going to get done and, and move on from that realm. So I want to start off by, you know, asking you in building this trust within your organization, because it is a loaded word and we're going to unpack that. What does it look like? What's your definition of trust and what does it look like within your organization? As, as, as heavy as this may sound and as complicated, um, intense and difficult as, as it may seem to achieve trust, I believe first and foremost, you have to embrace the fact that everything matters. Even what doesn't matter matters. Um, you know, the golden rule from the Bible, I think, is, you know, needs to be added to. I think it shouldn't necessarily be treat people the way you want to be treated. It should be more treat treat people the way they want to be treated and, and to be mindful of the individual and the collective. So I think for me, trust is embedded and has to be embedded literally in everything. You talk about the studio, from how people feel, the impression, the perception, their ability to be both comfortable and a challenge. A big concept of the studio, because of the emphasis on trust, is to be able to deal with tension and conflict, to go to the danger zone. So I help business owners and leadership teams build great companies. And to do that, first and foremost, we have to both agree strategically, intellectually, emotionally, and physically, to your point about the studio, that we're committed to trust. And at the heart of trust, I happen to believe there are three pillars. Number one is authenticity. Number two is logic. And number three is empathy. And so you talk about the words around the studio. Those are front and center and actually, you know, on the wall in in metal. (laughs) I had a a metal artist create these these wall plates. And in the in the library, front center, those three words, authenticity, logic and empathy. So thanks for noticing. Yeah, the studio was built to both have physical. uh, promotion, if you will, of, of, of trust and then literal um, um, emphasis on, on trust in both the way it feels, the way it's designed. And, you know, I'm fortunate that I'm able to do that here. Not everybody can. So there are some less, you know, uh, physical things we could do around the word trust. But but absolutely, man, trust is big. It's it's the bedrock. It's the foundation. And and really everything's built up from that that understanding and commitment. I want to get to the more of a philosophical, you know, swing for a second talking about trust. I mean, it's one of those things that can be really heady. It can be, you know, serving so many definitions, just like we say culture, we say empathy, we say all these buzzwords in business. And they, you know, to they could mean it could be a loaded question or a loaded um, kind of blanket for for certain elements or facets within business, you know. But I want to kind of focus on the fact that, you know, what, what something you said, trust is is kind of that, that agreeance between the two. It doesn't mean that like we have to agree on every facet. Like I, I, you know, obviously right from the outset, you know, you're, we're talking about football. You know, you have a preference of IU and I'm, I'm preferencing Michigan state, you know, like that's an outset. We, we have a difference there, but at the, but at the same of the, at the end of the day, you know, we still can come back together and trust each other, like trust that we're going to have, um, you know, each other's best interests in mind. And so I want to kind of get your perspective on that point of how, trust may not be like we're in total agreement. We have to see everything eye to eye. We have to have, uh, you know, the exact same belief structure or philosophical structure or organizational structure in order to be able to have a dialogue or have a um, opportunity to work with each other. You know, talk about the importance of, you know, not, it's, it's not this 
I totally endorse everything you're about, but at the same time, it's, you know, hey, look, we're different. That's totally fine. Um, let's, we, we can still work together. I'd love to get your, your thoughts. Well, a, a couple of things, you know, and, and just not that I'm, I know everything or the studio is exactly perfect or anything, but, but believe it or not, you won't see the word trust in the studio. What you'll see and what you'll see that I emphasize are the principles and the tenets to trust. For example, to your point, when people come in and work with me, I start off with what I think are some very fundamental um, expectations for the word trust, like, you know, let's agree to disagree agreeably, right? Somebody once famously said, we measure ourselves individually by our intentions, but we measure others by their actions. And that's where this concept of the three pillars, authenticity, logic, and empathy come in. I, I promise if you go into any discussion that could be heavy, that is strategic, that is tactical, that you're dealing with Michigan State fans versus IU fans, and you all agree to at least embrace and be held accountable to, the three words, authenticity, logic, and empathy, you're going to get trust. And so what I emphasize is, in fact, Pat Lencioni has written a bunch of great books, Executive Odyssey, Five Dysfunctional Team. He actually uses this acronym called SHIT Values, and SHIT stands for Service, Honesty, Integrity, and Teamwork. And his point is, like the word trust, if you've got to put trust up on a banner and it's got to be written on the bathroom walls and it's got to be you know, framed and, and all over the place, in my opinion, that says something. It says that you're overemphasizing that word because that's not in your culture. It's not in your dialect. It's not in your attitude and your mission statement, your purpose, cause, passion. So I emphasize the word trust is huge. It's awesome. We love it. It's got to be everywhere, but it's a lot like air. We can't stick it on a, on a, on a bumper sticker. We can't stick it on a balance sheet. It doesn't go in, a, in, 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 in you know, that literal side. So I would just back to unpacking that word trust for me and for us. I think trust is is like is like water and and it's got to be flowing in and around. And, you know, it's got some dynamics to it. But if you want to get tactical in terms of how do we do it? Yeah. What I what I really coach and teach is more along the principles, the tenets, the concepts. And I would challenge everybody when they do create their purpose, cause, passion, mission statement. They do create their values. You watch. Trust is always going to be there even though it's not literally stated and i think that's that's when the magic starts to happen it's so interesting to think that you know it's it's you guys go out of your way to make sure that you're not putting trust as one of your buzzwords like above the window or you're not i mean because that is an easy word like you know we're empathetic we're, we're trusting i mean it's it's just an easy word that you can grab and encompass and throw on the wall and kind of you know make you feel feel good or maybe at this point maybe it's just one of those words now where you look at it and it's just kind of we're so numb to it because we see it everywhere just that word trust it's, it's, it's cosmetic right mm -hmm. and and what we want to be wouldn't it be great if we can all be the people we are at work as we are at home wouldn't it be great if if trust was just again in our dna so we didn't have to to call it out so i so i think when i see an over utilization of a word like trust or integrity or teamwork or honesty um, i'm really going to challenge i see a lot of great people who do that that we work together in my sessions and as part of me as a leadership coach and what i teach people how to do and just a lot of people never kind of were in a world where they looked at it that way that you and I just talked about. And that's why I love being on, on your show and what you guys do. It's because, you know, you set the start of the show. We're always trying to be better. We're always trying to, you know, grow and, and become a better version of ourselves and, and for the businesses we, we are involved with. 
So a lot of times I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm blessed and fortunate to be in a position where I've, I've been able to learn about concepts and how ultimately take a word like trust and embed it into the very fabric, a word that is often used as a pejorative, but I don't think it's a bad word. I just think it's people's opinions institutionalized, right? If we can literally get trust to be the, the you know, contextualized and, and embedded. And, and so you don't actually have to say, wow, that's cool. That's cool. And, and more often than not, those people who then get that, they now realize, oh, you know what? Now I know I don't have to write trust on, on the wall in the lobby. I don't need to emphasize honesty and integrity and teamwork. I'm emphasizing the accountability to the achievement of and the results that we get, if you will, right, with and through that word, but I don't need to call the word out. Let's look at those pillars you were mentioning. You know, you said you have three pillars uh, for of trust that kind of if put together, these three things put together, there is where you find that quote unquote air molecule within your organization uh, that is trust. You know, it's not it's not something that needs to be plastered on walls, but it's just felt. I mean, you can feel trust in a culture. You can feel it because you can see it and hear it in conversations and how people see each other, look at each other, um, talk to each other, work with each other within an organization. So the first one you said with authenticity, you know, so let's let's kind of get into some of the nitty gritties of this. What is authenticity um, and how does this relate into uh, the overarching trust uh, within an organization? Yeah, so authenticity for me is just a different way of saying be real and keep it real. So you talked about the studio in my session. I have five squishy animals um, that we use in session to have a little fun with, you know, pushing people's buttons in a good way about authenticity, logic, and empathy. And one of them is an elephant for the expression, the elephant in the room, right? One of them is a sacred cow for the sacred cow. And so what we find, um, and I believe this, right? People ask me all the time, um, uh, you know, what are the six key components? And I'm a big fan of a system called EOS, the Entrepreneur Operating System. We believe there are six key components to every business vision, people, data, process, issues, and traction. And they asked me, of all the six, which one's most important? Well, I can tell you which they're all most like human beings, right? Head, heart, soul, spirit, feet, torso, belly button, noses, and eyes and ears, right? It's a package deal, and I struggle with trying to put one over the other. But I would tell you what I do think gets in the way and messes up a lot of people, and that's not being able to deal with issues, right? And so the best way to deal with issues, big, small, scary, exciting, because issues are both good and bad, is, is trust. And, and if you don't have the ability to embrace and believe that you can be authentically you, including even in a, in a state of Indiana, talk about being a Michigan State fan, and you know I can have some fun with you on that one. But, but, but at the end of the day, I want to know who you are. What is your voice? You have your style. You have your persona. You have your opinions, right? Opinions like belly buttons, we all have them. But with all due love and respect, Matt, it doesn't make it right. You know, you saw in this political season, one of the expressions that kind of got played right. You can have your own opinions. You just can't have your own facts. And so the beauty about agreeing as a team to be authentic is you get the best of both worlds. You get you, and I'm not telling you to stop being you, but you also get the opportunity to let the other person be them. And so if you agree to being the genuine version of yourself and to have a little bit of intestinal fortitude, you got to desensitize a little bit of that sensitivity thing, especially if you're building and running a company, right? Some things are just, you know, you got to kind of 
we got work to do. As as the, the famed book by Dr. Seuss, the Lorax says, business is business and business must grow, regardless of crummies and tummies you know. But unless someone like you cares an awful lot, nothing's going to get better. It's not. That's actually the opening to my book, Level Up. And so authenticity is just be yourself, man, and be comfortable. And hopefully everybody else agrees that you can support Michigan State, but still agree to one vision, one voice. This is our company. This is who we are. This is what we're going to do. This is what's expected of me. And that's where the logic comes in, right? And I know we're going to probably segue here. Logic means, again, we got to all be a little bit like a doctor. We got to be like a pilot. We got to have a little bit of that, you know, that, that objectivity mixed in with subjectivity. And then again, the third cornerstone, I believe, is, is empathy, right? Two ears, one mouth. Two eyes, one mouth. Listen, be authentic, work with facts, and agree to disagree agreeably for the greater good. And that's why those three pillars are so important, in my opinion, to the word trust and to ultimately, moreover, why the word trust is so, is so meaningful. Going to that authenticity, you know, definition that you were talking about, that idea that it's all about bringing your true self to the forefront. And I think, I mean, there, there is a trend now with we're watching in business. I mean, there's that old business mentality where work is work, home life is home life. They don't cross. I mean, it's kind of that old, you know corporate mindset that when you come into work, you're, you know, work Scott, you're, you're just work Scott. And then you do what you do. And then when you get home, you're home Scott. And those worlds live kind of in two opposite ends of a galaxy where now we're seeing that a lot of the most effective organizations are where that wall is no longer built up where I'm bringing in, you know, my, my personal uh, self because that's who I am into this company. Um, and I think is generationally, you know, you see there's this new just movement with Gen Z, millennials. Look, I, I'm me. I'm, I'm unashamedly me. Like, that's just who I am, and you take it or leave it, and I'm bringing it to the table. Um, and it kind of is disrupting that old mindset for, I think, a better, for, for the better, because it allows um, more authentic, uh, you know, not to use the word in definition, a more um, honest conversation, a more real conversation, a better pushback of ideas that maybe aren't great, you know, or a better uh, way of saying, look, we, this, I don't think this is right. And because it's not from just this business side, but look, I, here's an example from my life I can bring in and kind of challenge you on, on whatever you're saying. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I will just caution. And, and actually, since, you know, I'm the one who said it first, the word authenticity, I, I would be careful that number one, let me, let me unpack a little bit of what you Absolutely. I, my hope is, and I wrote about this 15 years ago in my first book, is that you can literally be the same person at work as you're at home. <laughs> you know, back to trust. It's so much easier to keep your story straight if you know that on Saturday you're wearing Michigan State and, and, on, and on Tuesday you're comfortable still to say I'm a Michigan State fan, even though you got a room full of Hoosiers. And so absolutely, man, the hope, especially with the pandemic and work from home and everything that's going on, people living in Zoom and and I think the good news is people are having fun with it, right? You can't get trouble for your kid walking in on you. You know, the cat walks across the, the laptop. People have a, have a good laugh with it. I love it. I love it. My only caution on that one is, while it's great to be the same person at work and not have to change your style, your persona, your, your, your sex, your creed, your religion, your color, brilliant. I would just ask everybody, though, you know, unplug, though, right? You know? Even though you're working from home, unplug, because if you're always kind of on you're, you're, you're if everything's a priority and it's always kind of work, then then that's not good because you got to You got to just unplug and decompress and 
and and stop quote unquote the job part. So 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 that. But 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 my one concern is a little bit what's going on in the world today. I want to be careful that people don't exploit a little bit of of the 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 the, the hope of authenticity because I do see in today's world. If, if taken to the extreme, authenticity can actually be manipulated and you can be manipulated by authenticity. So like everything in life, right? Too much of something's too much and too little. So it's all about balance. But obviously, I love the word authenticity. I just would caution and ask everybody to just be careful that there's certain parts of authenticity that because we still live in a world where perception is reality and never get a second chance to make a first impression and we do have a job to do and we have work to get to and we got to perform and be accountable for such. We got to be careful that our authenticity doesn't get in the way of the fact that what's expected of us to achieve the results. So we get paid every two weeks. So we have insurance, we have benefits. So there's just a, a, a little bit of a line that I would love authenticity. Just be slightly careful that it doesn't ultimately get manipulated and or used um, above and beyond the goodness of what it's what 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 it's all about. No, and I think that's a great point because at the same time too, you know, like if I'm meeting someone for the first time, I don't come in running and gunning with everything I believe. I don't come in with every one of my stories, where my lowest of lows has been and my highest of highs. I don't flood people, you know, and, and some people, I mean, there are just individuals who may just be, just do that because they're just so open. They trust everyone. Like the world is great, um, you know, but there is some wisdom to be held of, you know, you, you learn kind of getting back to the two-way street of authenticity within trust is from from how I see it is you learn about okay where are where are the lines with this person okay where's some boundaries with this person okay look I I know you I respect you I trust you and I'm I'm not gonna go past that I'm not gonna shove something down your throat you don't you don't want and and in the same way like you know hoping that it's not gonna come back my way like if you for whatever reason you hated Michigan State more than anything in the world like it's just something that just set you off I mean maybe in good fun if I knew that was something good fun I might might you know poke at that a little bit but if it was something authentically you just had a horrible experience with and you can't even joke about it look i'm i'm not gonna go there like i'm just i'm just not i mean i mean matt that's why frankly i go back to the six key components when people ask me you know divide and conquer and which one's more important i I can't do that and i'm gonna go back to the three pillars of trust you hit the nail on the head you can't have trust without all three authenticity logic and empathy for that same reason right you've got to be authentic but then you've also got to be empathetic because sooner or later you're starting to bug people because your 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 go greens kind of getting annoying, or you and, and that's why logic. It's sort of like a great Oreo cookie or any cookie that's got you know the two ends and the creamy center. Um, not to plug Oreo because um, you may have a sponsor by you know another cookie, but but that's why it's important if you're going into a situation that requires a collective group of people to check their egos at the door to come in and ultimately commit to a goal, a plan, a strategy, a tactic, something to help you and the business get to the next level. And you start with this commitment to the three pillars, authenticity, logic, and empathy. There's nowhere to hide. You're going to push each other's buttons in a good way. You're going to be mindful of, of feelings and tone and style. You you with me? And, and you just hit the nail on the head. And that's why I emphasized authenticity without logic and empathy can, can, can be a trouble logic without context and feelings and, and narrative and, 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 and all that good stuff is, is, is sometimes, you know, 
bad. People just can't get it. That's why it's a package deal, man. You, you got to have all three as as a collective commitment to ultimately achieve the trust. Because I'm going to come back to your word trust. You just can't get that. And if you just put the word trust up without an explanation or the tenets, the principles, right? There's too much. It's it's just a it's just a word. Then you follow me? Mm-hmm. Totally. And so I'd love to kind of start putting this into action. So start putting this into uh, organizational leaders, let's say, who are working to maybe start an organization or they're looking to kind of make take an inventory of their culture. And, you know, obviously they're like, you know, what you're saying, I I totally, totally get. Yeah, it's not it does not describe where our organization, where our team is, where where I want to be, but I want to get there. You know, so as you said, all three, you can't have one without the other. And just like those, even your six principles, there's all of them are equally important. You know, for an organizational leader who's thinking, all right, I want to do this. I want to get my action plan. Where do I start? Where is the most important place for me to put my energy right now to start building toward those three keys? You know, how would you coach an individual to get into this place of, all right, we know there's a broken trust system. Let's go. People listening can know because you said it. We're we're talking to each other through a, a Zoom call. And all of my clients, I actually have about 1,500 of these that I, that I give to, to my clients. And it's basically, in my opinion, the equation, the algorithm to your question. And I use acronyms because they won't all fit. And there's a smiley face in the left side of the equation and a smiley face on the right side of the equation. And the equation, I believe, is authenticity, logic, and empathy. That's what we've already discussed, along with leadership management and accountability that acronym is lma and the commitment to what i call us our real simple results if you agree to those three foundational expectations authenticity logic and empathy in terms of who you are how you're showing up and how you're going to work with other people a collective agreement to leadership management and accountability and by the way i can unpack those for you too there are some very specific numerator denominator type algorithms to what makes for a tactical good leader a tactical good manager not just in words but in in execution and then if you all agree to the ultimate goal of keeping it real having very substantiated results right and along the way be simple about it not simplistic that's where you're going to go to the next level so so your question is great i actually have this little equation that i use to both motivate level set and ensure And then from there, man, right? I mean, obviously I'm biased towards EOS, but I would just just ask that once those ground rules, rules of engagement, you know, mutual commitments, if you will, are in place, then you tuck in a tactical strategic system, process, tool, or discipline, whether that's setting your budget, whether that's co-creating your values, whether that's agreeing to you know, three or five year business plan or heck what you're going to have for dinner at the company annual Christmas party. Okay. If you don't start with that foundational commitment and agreement, um, the other things are just not going to take, they're not going to have the traction and the, and the, um, um, you know, the ultimate ownership that we're looking for. So for me, it's agreeing to those principles, those tenants. And then from there, employing and and utilizing a proven tool system process whatever to ultimately figure out what the plan is the objectives and how you're going to get it done 
you know, and here on the show, there's something that we preach is an organization is only as good as the individuals who are running it, you know, and it starts with the individual before, before that they can expect change within their team. They themselves must work with the internalization of that change exemplify it for their team and then once they can say look this is where we're going and I'm walking the walk just as I'm talking the talk then they can start saying okay now as a team this is where we're going to move and it fits perfectly with with one of those pillars of the accountability you know one of the things I'd be remiss to say if if you know we, we were talking on the phone where you said something that you know discipline is freedom Discipline equals freedom. And I think because of all this, you know, as a leader, you have to be disciplined in building this. You have to keep yourself accountable. You know, you have to lead yourself. You have to make sure that you're managing your time and yourself well so that, and then you being authentic and you being logical and you be empathetic so that it can start there. Then you can, you know, show your team what it looks like. But, and it does create discipline. However, when we think of the word discipline, we think of almost an antonym of freedom. Like you, you put it, why, why on earth would boundaries equal freedom? Like that doesn't compute yet. You're saying no discipline is freedom. Unpack that and how it relates with, with this subject. Yeah. I I don't know where it came from, but there's a lot of paradigms and paradoxes that are prevalent for reasons that, you know, if we had hours and days and weeks and we are just hanging on the college campus, we could, we could probably, find the lineage of all of it, but, but you absolutely hit the hit nail on the head. By the way, freedom, discipline equals freedom is Jocko Willink, not, not Scott Abbott, but, 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 you know, we talked before the show, I'm going in my 55th birthday and I've been in business for 32 years. And, and this unfortunately did not come to me till my mid forties, this concept of discipline equals freedom. And it's a big part of what I teach. The best way to be genuinely authentic and caring and, and all the stuff that we love as humans and being a more humane company is by running a kick-ass company. <laughs> and a kick-ass company does the things it should do really, really well. It, it sets and creates and makes great budgets. It's very clear about its goals and its expectations. It not only has great values, it lives up to the great values. It does the blocking and the tackling and the day-to-day. And, and, you know, there's a concept called systematized predictable so you can humanize the exceptional. Jim Collins, the author of Good to Great, said magic happens when the spirit of entrepreneurship meets a culture of discipline. And so, yeah, the words like discipline and accountability have become like a pejorative and and, and this theory that, oh, I got to be rigorous. And my God, what I would tell you is, man, and I say this to all of my clients and anybody that wants to hear, the better you are at doing the foundational, somebody once said, practice does make perfect, perfect practice makes perfect. The better you are at doing the the standard operating procedures, the stuff that's expected of you and you do it with, 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 with awesomeness, I'm telling you this right now, if you commit to that as a, as a, as a mandate, not only are things going to be better and, and the balance sheet should be better, the revenue should be better, the focus is better, the camaraderie is better, the culture is better but you're also gonna get more time back in your life. And, and that's the challenge is how to not only build and run a great business, but to have more time in your life for friends and family to do what you're gonna do. And so counterintuitive and, and paradoxical as it may sound, yes, the more disciplined you are on the X's and O's, things are gonna be better, but I promise you can actually probably get somewhere between 15 and 25% more time back in your life by doing the things that you basically go, Ugh as good, if not better than you ever could and commit to that. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know who taught it that it's, it's an either or, in my opinion, most of life is an end both. Um, but, but I have seen, and I can tell you unequivocally, 
those that get this 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 temperament about do the the day-to-day blackling blocking tackling great have that discipline and that rigor and that intestinal fortitude believe it or not you become a better version of yourself everything is better life is better work is better so yeah i don't know what books and schools or whatever told you that it was an either or it ain't man it's an both. Again, Scott Abbott, founder and managing partner of Stratacos Business Builders. He's also the host of the podcast, Moments to Momentum. This has been another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella. Here on the show, our mission is to help organizations make better business decisions. We'll see you next week.